Hi everyone and welcome back to Roehampton Lawcast. We're on episode 11 now um, and we're going to take a slightly different direction today, talk about some uh, sort of commercial awareness, current news topics that um, we think are interesting and that we think you might find interesting too. The first uh, point of interest that we're going to flag up today is the death of the high street. Now you might have seen this a lot in the news, we've been talking about it for what feels like forever, um, about shops going online but recently Arcadia has just gone into administration it was stripped of its pieces by online retailers. Arcadia if you didn't know was Sir Philip Green's uh, company it owned you know Topshop, Topman, Miss Selfridge, uh, Dorothy Perkins, Burton all of those stores they were all under the Arcadia umbrella. Arcadia has been stripped by two major online retailers and um, Boohoo was one of them which already owns Pretty Little Thing, Karen Millen, Nasty Girl, um, and they bought out Wallace, Dorothy Perkins and Burton for 25.2 million. But um, the key point here is they just bought the online part of the shop, so they didn't actually include the stores in their purchase. So that's put all the shops that already exist in the high street at risk. The other online retailer that's taken parts from Arcadia is ASOS which has taken Topshop, Topman and Miss Selfridge but again crucially not the stores so it's bought the online brand for 295 million plus 30 million in stock that's putting 13,000 jobs at risk with already 50 stores shut in the last few months now further 70 shops are at risk, which is another 2,500 jobs. The death of Arcadia does put question marks over the pensions of those who have worked for the company, as well as the future of obviously all the people that work there. You might have seen um, on social media, there's some people on TikTok that have um, posted about like their last days at Topshop and how sad it is and how it's the end of an era. Um, that's garnered quite a lot of, of attention online already. Absolutely. And um, another thing I was thinking about um, when looking at the fact that they bought them is that um the compensation that some people may or may not get from losing their jobs like there's so many jobs that's risk and uh recently and i think that was yesterday or sometime this week um it was announced that loads of law firms were signing up for uh, hundreds of staff to help um claimants in that weren't properly consulted before they're losing their jobs so there's loads of compensation claims going on at, at, at the moment surrounding all this um well what is it a massive buyout essentially yeah that's really interesting that's a bit of employment law there so if you're wondering how is this relevant there you go there's a bit of relevancy there also it's part of the bigger picture and just understanding how the economy is working obviously covid has had a humongous impact on the high street given that you can't go um but i don't think arcadia was just a result of covid it was probably already on death row for want of a better phrase before the coronavirus hit and that was just you know the last straw but again i, I mean pre-covid i did see a lot of change in the high street generally like you in the normal high street there were shops that were closing down people were less frequently shopping in physical stores and there were a lot more online shopping um but yeah you're right i think covid just came and just um but now it's just put a lot of stores at risk of shutting across the across the country 
Yeah, one store that obviously um, shut recently is Debenhams. Um, Boohoo, the Boohoo Group, also bought out Debenhams brand, but again, obviously not their stores. They bought them for £55 million for a company that is two centuries old. And in 2006, it was worth £1.7 billion. So that is quite the downfall for Debenhams. Um, but this has also put 12,000 jobs at risk. These are thousands and thousands of people that are going to be made redundant in the middle of a pandemic. So obviously that is going to have knock-on effects. Absolutely. And just for a brand like Debenhams, um, that has just been out around since forever, for them to fall into administration and be bought out, I just think it was, it just proved that the actual, the the risk, the economic risk that this pandemic has brought with it, just not, not just the medical side, side effects of it obviously but also like in terms of affecting the economy it's just driven online sales and everything that was that involved us meeting outside or that was that could happen physically is just stopped completely and it's what essentially wiped it out yeah exactly we can't go out so for Debenhams who had these massive massive flagship stores you know um thousands and thousands in rent they're just sitting there as a cost that, you know, they can't keep up with anymore. Um, probably historically a bad investment to, uh, to go that wide with such big property in the way that the, the market was moving. Because um, they have actually been into administration before Debenhams. They've sort of been walking the, the tightrope of life and death for a few years now. So I imagine COVID is just, again, the one that smacked it over the edge. Um, but that quite nicely leads us on to um, Tesco. And at the moment, Tesco is calling for an online sales tax, um, which actually was introduced by Tesco, but um, 18 other supermarket um, bosses have also signed an agreement for calling for online tax to level the playing field for those who are still fighting on the high street. Now, that's a slightly different side from retail, obviously, with Tesco and Asda. And I think Waterstones was one of the ones who signed it as well. Um, but I was looking into it a little bit and I, I realised that retail sales at physical shops has dropped by 10.3% and that's a difference of £32.7 billion in one year. Um, so it's quite quite a hard hit for those um, retailers. Yes, it's definitely big amounts of money. And this call obviously comes ahead of the budget that's being due to release in the next month or so, I think. Um, obviously online retailers don't have to pay business rates. So Tesco and the 18 other supermarket bosses, they think that's not really fair, that they don't have to pay this, this constant cost that they are gonna have to pay. And obviously that has been suspended for the pandemic, but it's due to return in April and the pandemic doesn't look like it's gonna be shifting anytime soon. So they're sort of calling saying, this isn't fair. How are Amazon, the likes of Amazon, able to get away with it? And this comes also as Amazon recorded a 51% increase in UK sales in 2020. Now, if you think about the size of Amazon, 51% is an unimaginable growth. Absolutely. Um, yeah, 50% is, is, is crazy. It's this insane figure. Um, but literally, Amazon has come and just dominated the market um, in the past I think the past year now, obviously, since the pandemic's hit, um, Amazon sales just increased and then readily increased. And now 
as we're coming into a sort of a new era where there's less high street presence, we're just going to have a lot more online retailers and Amazon's really just the best place now because it's just made a name for itself. And so everyone trusts it and everyone's going to go buy from Amazon, but um, they don't realize that buying from Amazon has such a huge negative impact from the high street jobs and of course shops. Yeah, definitely. I don't think that post pandemic, everybody will be flocking to the high street. And with these sort of um, stories that you read online, us as law students just have to obviously think a bit critically because nobody has a magic ball where they can see into the future, but just think a bit logically, like what will people do? And if you look at the likes of, you know, Primark, they've really suffered in the pandemic because they don't have an online offering. So that's obviously shown up the shortcomings of these companies and how, how important an online presence is and that shift isn't going to it's not going to shift back if that makes sense we are now progressing there will be a new normal as everyone keeps saying um but i don't think the shops will all be full to bursting when we're allowed to go out so what i was just saying about you know go online adapt or die don't be scared of the future that is actually something that mr jeff bezos ha has been talking about in some speeches i've been watching from him but mr bezos has now stepped down as ceo of amazon yeah, and now he's going to be an executive chair of Amazon, which doesn't really, in terms of power, he hasn't really lost any. It just means that he has more time readily available in his schedule. He still will probably oversee most of what Amazon's um, progress is going to look like, um, most of what decisions going to be made. But um, the title as CEO, yeah, he's not going to have that anymore going forward. Um, I think it's in the changes set to happen in the middle of this year. Yeah, he's handing over the reins to Andy Jassy, who has been a very long term colleague of Bezos. So essentially, he's handing it over to Bezos 2.0. So it's caused <laughs> disruption to the business, to the stocks. There hasn't been the plummet that you might expect when somebody as prolific as Bezos steps down. Um, but no doubt there is a bit of a shift um, in the future coming. Um, and talking about a, sh a shift in the future coming, um, and it wasn't quite, it wasn't long ago, but I think three months ago, um, around November, um, the EU ch uh, charged Amazon under abusing competition rules, their competition rules. And this is directly related, relating to the pandemic and its um, effect on online retail and, I mean, high street shops and the increase of online retail. Um, they said that given the dominant position of Amazon in the online uh, market, they gained an unfair advantage, which led the European Commission to file a formal antitrust investigation into Amazon. So now that the reins are handed over, or will be handed over to someone else, I'd like to see how they're going to actually deal with that. Yeah, and that actually ties in nicely to what, what else we've been talking about, how, you know, Amazon are growing in power and they're, they're then obviously accused of abusing that power. How do they, um, how do they remedy that accusation? Because obviously not good to have such a big case being brought against them. But um, I don't think it's particularly a worry to Jeff Bezos and his trillion dollars, to be honest. Yeah, no, I don't think, I think Jeff Bezos is himself was probably not very concerned about it but i think amazon as a whole essentially was a massive online retailer 
should be concerned because this is the European Commission um, and these are competition rules that affect the entire the entirety of Europe um, which is large which has been largely affected by the pandemic and as we've seen has um, seen an increase of online retailers and a shift to online basically yeah and if they're gonna you know be such big player in the market post pandemic like we've said everything's going online they might have to just consider how they change their business model their strategies and all, all of that sort of thing um so again it just signifies the shift that is coming post pandemic as we keep mystically saying <laughs> referring <laughs> referring yeah. to yeah absolutely yeah and that goes in direct relation to what we were talking about the online sales tax as well on amazon and other rivals in the market i think further down the line we are there will be a huge shift of focus um when the threat of the pandemic is as slightly less onto online retailers how the online market works and and what we can do to make it slightly fairer now that it is something that's going to take the main stage yeah absolutely i agree so that has just been some feed for thought for the future. It is worth yeah. always keeping up with the news, uh, like I said. Um, I personally use BBC Business or Reuters to keep up to date. What do you use, Maureen? Uh, the Guardian has plenty of brilliant articles on, um, and then again, BBC Business. It doesn't take ages, like you don't have to commit like three hours to reading the news. It's literally like when you wake up on your phone, as you would scroll social media, scroll the news might sound boring mm -hmm. but a few days and you'll be sort of in the swing of it and then the more you know the more you sort of um hear about it if that makes sense like once it's already in your head you're like oh no that ties to that and that ties to that and it just builds a much bigger picture which is really helpful Absolutely. um in a legal career yeah 100 percent. and if there are there's plenty of newsletters you can sign up with online that can basically break down all the most important articles and send it right to your email box and if you're like me you obsessively check your emails like several times a day so um they're bound to come up once or twice the important articles so i think one that i use is peter watson for watson's daily that's super useful have heard that one um but yeah we just can't stress enough how important it is to stay abreast of things especially in this covid world where everything seems to be changing every single day you don't have to watch the news um but just stay involved stay thinking critically about things so when you read it think what does this mean for me what does this mean for my future what does this mean for just generally the future um rather than just sort of passively reading it absolutely and then keep in mind that this is something that's going to affect us all um a couple of months couple of years down the line even and um, it could very well shape how the future market runs essentially so there's something to definitely keep on top of yeah completely we're living in a world that is being shaped like we've never known it before like we all heard the unprecedented times but i mean unprecedented times they they are literally <laughs> We have no idea what's going on. So it's actually exciting. Imagine how boring the news would be with no COVID, no Brexit. Imagine that. What would we talk about? Yeah. <laughs> they come on every week just like, and now let's bring you absolutely nothing interesting. <laughs> exactly. So it's very interesting. Stay abreast of it. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.